Hello, everyone. Sorry, um, seemed to lose uh, connection there and the stream ended. So if you were just on the previous stream for Q&A, could you please let me know which point you saw until so I know where we got to. Um, I'm going to just go have a look in the chat there to see which questions we might have missed from the previous not sure if this will work here. Give me a moment. Um, mm -hmm. Let me just check here. Okay, so let me know if you were in the previous stream, which question you saw. So we were just talking about whether you can tell something about someone by the way we dress. We moved on to the next question. Let me know, were you in the stream? What point did you get to? Um, okay. So for this stream today, it's very much an open Q&A if you weren't in the previous one. So if you have any questions about the English language, um, if you have any questions for me or about Chatterbug, please ask them in the chat. So. I will be using a random question generator today to answer some questions as well, and I would like to hear your answers. So I'm going to put one of the questions back in the chat from the previous um, stream because it kind of cut off there. Let me know if you saw it before. Um, and so yes, if you have any questions too, please let me know. Okay, so let me see here. Let us, let's start with some new questions actually, because I already answered these in the previous stream. Um, <laughs> okay, and I would like to know your answers too. Our first question is, have you ever worked in a restaurant? So for me, yes, I have. Um, one of my first jobs was at McDonald's. Before that, I was actually a babysitter, so that was my actually first first job um, and then when I was 14 I think it was 14 I was working part-time in McDonald's as a student so in Canada normally you can start working at 16 but with parental permission you are allowed to work at 14. So also when I was in high school still, so when I was 16, 17, I was working in a doner shop or doner kebab or shawarma. These are all different words um, that you might call them. And that was really tasty. <laughs> um, so tell me, have you ever worked at a restaurant? Um, maybe when you were younger, maybe you still work in a restaurant, maybe you want to open a restaurant. Let me know. And hello, Sharpax from Brazil. Okay. So if any of you have any sort of question, please pop it in the chat and I will work through them during this stream. Um, otherwise, we will just keep going with our random Q&A and hopefully you'll learn a little bit and um, learn some new vocabulary too. <laughs> And so Sharpax is asking me, do you live in a trailer home? Yes, so kind of a trailer home. Um, I would call it a camper van. I'm gonna see if I can find a quick picture to upload for you guys here to show you what it looks like. 
Um, <laughs> okay. So here is a picture. So I'm just creating that. Um, that should save. Okay, let's see here. So that image has uploaded. Let me know in the chat. It shows as a broken image for me. Do you see the picture there? Um, yes. So right now I am on a trip going from Canada to Argentina, and I do live in a camper van at the moment. Um, so it looks like the one in the picture there. Uh, right now I'm in Colombia. So Carlos in Bogota. I'm pretty close to you. I'm in Medellin right now. I will be here until the middle of next week, probably. And then I'm gonna continue traveling south. So, so far I drove from Canada to Panama and then from Panama to Colombia, there is no ferry and there's no highway through a part of land called the Darien Gap. So there's another stream on that if you want to hear about the Darien Gap. But what we had to do was put the camper van inside of a shipping container. So let me just see if I have a picture of that too, because it is pretty crazy. Um, let me upload. <laughs> Let's see here. Maybe I will do another stream at some point about the trip so far, you know, about how you can keep safe on the road traveling through all these different countries, um, how it works at the border. All right. So I think this is a good picture that shows you just how close it was. Um, So let me know if that picture shows up for you with the shipping container photo. For me, it shows broken. Um, okay, and yes, Sharpax, I will be coming to Brazil. I will, I'm not sure exactly when I'll get to Brazil, but um, I guess maybe around February or March. I was in Brazil about 10 years ago. I did an uh, exchange. I lived in Sao Paulo for six months and then I traveled up the coast but this time I will be with my camper van, so it'll be a nice experience. Um, yeah, so the picture is in the lesson section exactly. Um, so you'll see how close it was to fit the van in the shipping container. Um, let me see if there's any other questions here. Okay. So the previous question I had asked you was if you worked in a restaurant. So some people said it's not common to work as a student here. Yeah, I think in some countries, it would be very strange to have a part-time job until you are done university, done everything. In Canada, it is very common. Um, if you want to have some of your own money, then you get a part-time job, maybe working at the mall. So like in a, a retail store, or a restaurant. Um, yeah, so in Canada, it's very common. Okay. 
Perfect. All right, let me go grab some other random questions. But as I said, if you have any questions at any time, please let me know. Okay, this is an interesting one because I think this is also um, kind of cultural. Is, um, is anyone in your family vegetarian? So I think in some countries, like in India, it's very, very common for people to be vegetarian. And um, sometimes I've heard of people even having different fridges for vegetarian people and non-vegetarian people, they call it, or meat eaters, you could say. So... Um, yeah, for myself, I am not vegetarian. I don't eat fish, just out of preference. I don't really also like like lamb or goat, but I, I eat beef, pork and chicken. Um, but I do try to reduce the amount of meat I have in general. I like to have, you know, like a big salad for dinner sometimes. Um, but I think it would be difficult to be a vegetarian. What about you guys? Let me know. Are you a vegetarian? Um, or... Is someone in your family? Is it difficult? I know traveling in places like in um, South America, it's pretty uncommon. Um, it's becoming more common, I think, to be vegetarian. But sometimes when you tell people you're a vegetarian, I've heard of people saying, okay, so you just don't eat red meat. So you'll have some chicken or you'll have some fish. And so like the idea that you don't have any meat whatsoever in your diet can be hard for some cultures to understand. Okay, so some other questions here. What other languages do you speak? So I've been working on my Spanish a lot, of course. I've been in Spanish-speaking countries since about, I think, since January. Um, so I've been working on that a lot. Um, I speak some French, too. In Canada, we learn uh, both languages. It's uh, if you want to work for the government, for example, in Canada, the federal government, you have to speak French and English. But my French is like, okay, I'm from Vancouver, which is a very English-speaking part of Canada. Um, and then I speak some Portuguese, too. So when I went down to Brazil 10 years ago, I did um, some lessons before I was there taking classes uh, but my classes at the university exchange were in English because it was um, like a business school kind of exchange. So it was 50% Brazilians and 50% international students. And the classes were all different international business topics. So I wasn't really doing Portuguese classes, but I did learn. Um, and I would say right now it's kind of rusty. I would probably be speaking like Portugal rather than proper Portuguese at this stage. But I do love, I love um, the Brazilian Portuguese accents. Um, it's a very kind of sing-songy, fun language, I think. Okay, some other questions here. So Skull asks, what's the meaning of a spoiled girl or boy? So you wouldn't say spoiled girl, you'd say spoiled with an ED. So someone who is spoiled, is someone who is given everything they want. So if you were talking about a spoiled child, it means every time they say, you know, mommy, daddy, give me an ice cream, they get it right away. Or mommy, daddy, I want a puppy. <laughs> they get a new little puppy dog. Um, so someone who is spoiled, another way to say that would be indulged. 
um, or given what they want all the time. And so I think people say, you know, if someone's really spoiled when they're younger, of course, that can maybe carry on until they're adults, <laughs> which could be problematic. All right. Okay, so Sharpax asks, do Canadians use the expression at a girl or at a boy like Americans use? Um, I mean, I know the expressions. Do we use it? Uh, it feels a little bit out of date almost. I feel like, or maybe it's a little bit more like country or rural. I can't think of a time I've ever said it myself, but I do know, yeah, it's like, oh, let's go, yeah. You got it, add a boy, add a girl. But I, I can't, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's a bit outdated now, that phrase. So Canada's a big country, so I won't speak for all Canadians, um, but I can speak for myself from the West Coast of Canada to say like, I know what it means, but I don't really use it. Um, yeah, and so people now are talking a little bit about kids being spoiled. So nowadays, a lot of kids are spoiled by their parents. Um, they have a magic stick to get everything for their children. What do you mean by that, Raphael? Do you mean the magic stick is like the credit card? <laughs> um, what do you mean? But yeah, definitely. I think um, if you have kids, then it's something that people probably think about is like how to not spoil too much. Got you. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see another question. Um, as I said, if you have any more questions, go and have an ask in the chat. Um, a lot of my streams are um, about traveling, of course. I'm very passionate about traveling. Um, that's one of the reasons right now why I've taken off kind of a year and a half to go and do this trip. Um, after being stuck inside with COVID, I was really craving to go and see the world again. Um, so many of my streams, I do like uh, like budget travel, talking about camper vans, overlanding. Um, so if you have any questions about things like that, I can definitely help or share my experience. Uh, I also worked for almost 10 years now in commercial real estate. So before I left for my trip, I was working in London uh, doing acquisitions for real estate across Europe. So things like lots of Excel analysis, um, things like that to buy office buildings and shopping centers. So anything about business, I can try and help too. If you check my channel, I've done some streams on like improving your CV um, or some different job skills. So things like that, I think I can probably share my experience. Okay, good question here. What do you think about iPads um, on baby? So Barden, do you mean like, what about babies using iPads? Um, I don't have kids myself, but I've heard of people who limit screen time, they call it. So that would include everything from your phone to an iPad to the TV. And so when the kids are young, maybe under two, you really try to limit the amount of time they're exposed to screens um, because it's so addictive, right? We know it is addictive. 
And so if they learn that really young, then it just, I think, becomes even more um, challenging to get them to go play outside or to go, go do other things. Because um, at a very young age, that's a very enthralling kind of thing to have, this device. Um, is that what you're asking about? Okay, Sharpex, good question. Are there good campsites in Columbia? Yeah, so right now um, I'm not in a campsite. I'm just in the middle of the city in Medellin. And so usually when I stay in a city, I will find um, kind of like a good safe neighborhood, a residential neighborhood um, and find somewhere that's flat to park. Um, I use an app called iOverlander to find places to camp. Um, but on the coast, I was up on the northern coast of Colombia before, and there were some awesome campsites. Um, so sometimes it'll be a place right on the beach. Maybe they have a restaurant and a um, maybe some lodging. But since I have the camper van, I just park beside. And then that way you might have some security or just a beautiful spot to camp. But yeah, there's some great campsites around. Um, I think there is a really good campsite just outside of the city, but I have some different things to do in the city for the next few days. So we just park in kind of a safe neighborhood. Um, okay, so back on kind of screen time and gadgets. Yeah, it's important to kind of establish some rules about the times to use. Yeah, so I know like, I think for my, I have two nephews, so my sister's children, and I think what they get, the older one anyways, when he comes home from his daycare, he gets half an hour with the iPad and he loves that time. And that's kind of the time when my sister is able to go and prepare some other things. So he's distracted, he just gets that half an hour and then everyone's happy. So yeah, putting some rules around um, the gadgets. Cool. All right. Mm -hmm. Looking for some other questions here. Okay, and I would like to hear your answers as well. So the next question, do you play any sports? Um, so recently during my trip, I've been working on improving my water sports. So I've done, um, I've been working on surfing, which is a very challenging sport. Um, I mean, it depends on so many things. Uh, the waves, the wind, how you're feeling that day, um, the size of the waves too. Um, so I've been doing okay. I've been starting to catch, you know, some unbroken waves and things like that, but it's very challenging. Another sport that I've been working on is kite surfing. And so that's when you have the kite up in the air and it's attached to a harness and you're still on a board on the water. Um, I would say that's easier than surfing, at least to get going, um, but it's very challenging once you get into doing jumps and things like that. Um, so those are two sports that I've been doing recently. Let me know in the chat what sports have you been learning or are there sports that you have always loved doing? Okay. So Skull asks, what's the best way to get, um, to learn new vocabulary? Um, well, I think it can be very overwhelming 
if you look at, you know, the number of dictionary entries there are for English, I wouldn't worry about that. What I would say is focus on the areas that are of interest to you. So either your career or your hobbies and start to watch um, maybe some YouTubes about that topic. So um, or read some articles. So for instance, I was working in real estate when I was living in London and sometimes I was working in Spain. And so I would download some of the market reports in Spanish. And so this was a good way for me to pick up the vocabulary that was useful for real estate because um, that was of particular interest. Um, now with traveling, I on on YouTube and Instagram will follow some Spanish speaking travelers. And so that's a good way for me to get vocab of things that interest me because you don't need to get vocabulary for everything. Um, you know, you need the basic vocabulary and then you need the kind of specialized vocabulary for whatever interests you or for whatever you're doing. Um, another example of where I've picked up vocabulary um, in Spanish as I've been traveling is that we've been working on a lot of projects in the camper van. And so going to hardware stores, you know, I learned that that's called a ferreteria. Um, I learned that a screw is called a tornillo. All these words that I never knew before because I didn't really need them. But now I know a lot of the words for these different construction materials. Um, so I would say don't try to just go learn everything. Focus on categories that make sense for your life. Okay, and so Sharpax asks, um, people say it's kind of dangerous to travel by car in Central America, especially in Mexico due to the small towns. Is it real? Um, you know, I think there is danger in every city, in every country. I have had a wonderful experience throughout um, the trip. I was a bit worried about, you know, people asking for bribes, you know, the cops and things like this. We have had none of that. We've had really friendly, friendly people along the way. I think in terms of where you could have problems, um, I would say probably the most dangerous place probably that we drove through was probably northern Mexico around the border. I think there's a lot of kind of cartel action around there. And so what people say is to just stick to the toll roads or the peajes, they're called. So those are places where you're paying to use the highway and it's kind of straight down. So not to say that all of northern Mexico is dangerous, but I think that was the area that the most people, including locals, said, you know, maybe go through. Um, somewhere that else that people say said was quite dangerous is Honduras, which I think can be true. I think this is just my viewpoint. I mean, things could happen, but I think that in general... Um, if there's sort of gang violence or violence between the cartels, they're not really interested in tourists. They're more kind of fighting with each other. And in somewhere like Mexico, where the cartels have a lot of power in some regions, uh, they actually own a lot of the resorts, the hotels, the restaurants. And so it's not in their interest to hurt uh, tourists or foreigners. Um, so... Yeah, in terms of keeping safe, talking to locals, I use an app called iOverlander where people might put little warnings if there's, you know, an area that they suggest you avoid. So using your common sense, trying to drive during the daytime 
and I've felt I've felt totally safe throughout. Um, okay, Raphael asking. So the name of the second sport is called kite surfing. So kite is that thing in the air that's putting all the wind in it and surfing. People also call it kite boarding. Um, if you haven't seen it or heard of it before, I encourage you to look up on YouTube, the King of the Air competition in South Africa. And it's incredible. So these are professional kite surfers who go really, really high into the air doing crazy tricks. Um, I saw it in person a few years ago and it was amazing. So go check that out on YouTube. Okay, and how many languages? Um, so I'd say four languages I speak well enough to travel. So English, French, Spanish, Portuguese. Um, let's see here. <laughs> so Raphael's suggesting another way for working on vocabulary. Yeah, so create an experience in your mind with the new vocabulary. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, like I said, focus on things that interest you when you're learning vocabulary. Don't just struggle to learn, um, you know, all these technical terms for something that you'll never use. Awesome. Yeah, Raphael, English, Spanglish, and Spanish. <laughs> um, nice. Cool. All right. Let's keep going then with some other questions. And if at any time you have more questions, please put it in the chat. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just going through these to find one that I like. <laughs> um, if you have a question too, maybe that's better. Let me know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are there any lessons on word families? Um, so Sharpax, what do you mean by word families? Do you mean like um, like vocabulary word families, or do you mean like uh, yeah, maybe ex explain what you mean, and then I could totally do a stream if you have an interest. Um, so Faust saying he has internet difficulties. Ah, luck, lucky, lucky, luckily, I don't have any streams on that. Um, but yeah. Absolutely, could look at doing something like that. Um, do you have a specific question for that right now or you just think in general it would make a good stream? I'll make a little note here to look up something like that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just recommendations. Okay, sounds good. So Skull asking, what's a word family? So I think um, what Sharpax is 
asking about is like when there's kind of a root word and then like you kind of build on that word and how the meaning changes. So you have the base kind of root word is luck there, lucky, luckily, um, and then other words maybe that include that word luck. So yeah, that's a great, great idea. Okay. Next one from the random question generator is what animals live in the wild in your country? So these are animals that are not pets, um, not in a zoo, we're talking about wild animals. So in Canada, we have bears, of course. Um, I have seen bears when I was younger. Um, we even hit a bear one time when I was driving on Vancouver Island. Um, it was a small bear, so the front of the car did get crashed in, but luckily we were okay. Um, we have elk, moose, we have, what else do we have? Beavers. <laughs> um, so these are some of the animals in the wild in Canada. What about your country? Um, when I'm traveling, I love to see the wildlife. Some of my favorite animals to see when I'm in other countries are monkeys. I particularly love, there's like um, the little, the little small monkeys, tamarind monkeys, I think they're called, in Brazil. They're the little tiny ones with the really fluffy heads. <laughs> I like those. And I also love to see penguins. I think they're really cute how they walk. Um, what animals live wild in your country and which animals do you like to see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> see ah yes the brazilian jaguar which is called the onsa yeah we have we have some wild cats in canada as well like the mountain lion or puma it's called yeah the onsa is kind of it's like a smaller jaguar right it's a bit i think if i'm thinking of the right creature Mm-hmm. Gonna find another question here. On the top of its food chain. Got it. This is an interesting question. I think there's we often focus on the um, good things about being famous, but I think there's bad things as well. So I think someone who's really famous, they might not be able to just go out in public, uh, do exactly what they want. But of course, if you're very famous and you maybe use it um, in an effective way, you might use this to gain money or maybe you're able to bring awareness to causes. Um, yeah, have recognition. So those are some of the benefits maybe of being famous. What do you think? Would you like to be famous? Get things for free? Yeah, it's funny, actually, I think sometimes the people who often get all these things for free need them the least. <laughs> it's like when they go to these awards shows, there's all these goodie bags and things like that, but actually they, they could buy things. All right, cool. Okay, well, I think I'll wrap up in a little bit. Um, 
Let me know if you have any other questions or ideas for other streams. So Sharpax was asking about word families. Um, so maybe we could do some vocab streams focusing on different root words and then learning other words around them. Um, have a look on my channel. So on the app, if you go into, I think it's one of the like the middle tabs, you can go and see previous streams. Um, I th so Rich Sharpax asks, would you rather be rich and famous or rich and unknown? I think I would rather be rich and unknown. And then you could kind of do whatever you want. <laughs> um, and Edith asking, how did you enroll with Chatterbug? So are you asking about how did I become a tutor or a streamer? Um, so I started off uh, using Chatterbug to practice French and Spanish. So I was a student on Chatterbug. And then when I was starting to plan to um, when I was starting to plan to do this longer travel trip, I thought, oh, maybe I can teach English while I'm traveling. It's kind of something I can do remotely, just on the go, um, without much of a schedule. So I decided to um, apply to be a tutor on Chatterbug. So I was a tutor on there. I think it's been for like almost a couple of years now. And then recently streams were launched. And so they asked if I wanted to join on streams. Um, so I still do some one-to-one -one lessons, but the streams are much more flexible for me. I can kind of just come on, on and do a live whenever. So um, yeah, so that's how I got started with Chatterbug. So if you wanted to do streams or tutor for your own language, um, go check out the website and um, they'll stay there if they're looking for tutors for that specific language. But yeah, it's a great platform. I had tried, I tried a few other ones when I was practicing like Spanish or French, and I found that um, it's kind of one of my favorites. So some chats to use in practice speaking in English. Um, there are two websites or two kind of websites and apps I know about. I'll let you know. So there's one app which is called Tandem. Um, and you can find people on there who want to learn your language and then you share your language with them. So you could do a video chat. You could just do WhatsApp with them, whatever. Um, that's a free website. Um, and another one, I think it's called languageexchange.org or something like that. And it's a similar thing. So you can go and find kind of a conversation buddy. So that would be if you just want to go um, back and forth. I've done that with Spanish and French. So I've met up with people for a coffee, let's say, and we do half an hour in English and then half an, half an hour in French or Spanish. And that's a good way to practice speaking. So, Rafael, I think you said you were in, are you in Mexico City or you, La, La Paz? Um, I'm sure you'll find some gringos around who want to practice their Spanish and then you can do an exchange with them. Um, so, Sharpax asking, which English teaching courses do I do? So, I um, don't specifically teach any of the kind of English 
exams. I did the Teach English as a Foreign Language certificate during COVID when everything was locked down. So I still had my regular full-time job then, um, but I haven't really specialized in any area. I did some some uh, courses on teaching business English because I've worked in um, business for a while. So that would probably be like my focus areas. I could help with business English. But in terms of the the exact exams, I don't really, I don't really know. <laughs> um, do you have private classes? So I do sometimes do the one-to-one on Chatterbug. So if you go to the Chatterbug website and sign up for some live lessons, um, I open up times when I know that I'm going to be available. So usually it's around this time um, in the morning. Right now I'm over in South America. Um, so usually at this time of the day, I would have some, some classes. And good question from Edith. Do you know why there are less streamers now? I'm not too, too sure, to be honest. I saw there are some streams coming up from Max. Um, there's been a couple also from Tom recently. So I think it kind of ebbs and flows, but it is a good question. I will, I will ask um, the admin people if they know why there are less at the moment because sometimes um when i was scheduling streams it was like there was like four or five a day um so i know that yeah it's kind of reduced a bit usually i'm trying to do around three hours a week of streams more or less um that's kind of what i'm working towards cool all right well if there's no other questions thank you for joining um, as always, if you do kind of come up with an idea for a stream, I'm happy to put one together. So you can just come let me know in the chat in any other stream you see. But it was nice to have you here. Um, I hope you have a good day and I will talk to you soon. Bye.